0: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good
1: morning, thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That's GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Today, we are talking about some poop. <laughs> Constipation. Um, I, you know, it's one that sometimes we don't want to talk about, but, uh, as I tell my very small children, more specifically my four-year-old is that everybody poops, (laughs) like everybody poops. And when it's normal and it's regular, you don't think much about it, but especially when you suffer from constipation, this is one that because it affects your life, right? Right. Because everyone's supposed to poop. And you're supposed to poop. It's a food in, food out system. Right? So you should be going multiple times a day. Not multiple times a week. And you shouldn't go days in between. One bowel movement a day is also not enough. So there's a reason oftentimes why. We're going to address some of the more um, conventional approaches. Like Miralax. And some of the detriment that Miralax can have, I came to the realization, I just assumed everyone knew Miralax was as toxic um, and horrific as it is. And that that doesn't seem to be true. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about just some gut related health issues that could be causing it and then some more natural based solutions. So if you, someone you know, or your kids is, n- is not a regular pooper, then this is the show for you so and that's and that's more what we <laughs> I was gonna say it was my lead-in was gonna say and that's what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic it's not the pooping component though um you know moms do love us a lot especially with little kids who haven't pooped I remember I remember I had a new patient and this new patient was a pediatric patient it was a an infant and this mom said you know my baby hasn't pooped in days And I brought him to the pediatrician and they said that's totally normal for a breastfed baby. Common. I would say it is common for a breastfed baby, but it is not normal. Right? Common versus normal. Oh, yeah. You have neck pain. Everyone has neck pain. Everyone has headaches. Common, not normal. Right? Very different. So when we go through to talk a little bit more about what that looks like, um, so she brought this baby in hasn't pooped adjusted so I said okay well let's go through some follow-up and you know talk more about the nervous system and its function and um, she called and canceled all of her appointments because she said well my baby pooped and I was like but is that uh, uh, that's this is this is wellness right like we want your baby to keep pooping your we want your your baby to make sure that their function and healing right like that's kind of constipation is kind of a symptom that things aren't working properly you know, we address constipation as a primary, but it's oftentimes not a primary. Like, it's it's a symptom. Your digestive tract, when it's not functioning properly, is a, cyst, is a symptom, right? That there's likely something else that's going on underlying. And so it was good. They said, make my baby poop. And, you know, adjustments help with bowel mobility, which we'll talk a little bit about. But more so than making babies poop, you know, our, our goal and our, our viewpoint is figuring out Okay, do you have an ailment? Do you have a symptom that is common but not normal? But we just chalk it up as acid reflux. Oh, acid reflux is so common. Just take some omeprazole. It is common. It's not normal, right? You have, to, you have to evaluate what's going on. I truly believe that symptoms are our body's greatest blessing, your pain, your acid reflux, your headaches, right? And we don't, sometimes we often, especially when we are, we are the ones experiencing them, they don't feel like blessings, but they are your body's biggest blessing because there's no other way for your body to get your attention. It's screaming on the inside. It is trying to tell you that there's something wrong. And unfortunately, as a society, we have become so good at just having a pill for every ill right? Your joints ache, there's a pill for that. Joint joint pain, PM, joint pain AM, right? You take those. You have uh, acid reflux, there's a pill for that. Take some omeprazole. You have a headache, there's a pill for that. You know. You have uh, digestive problems, there's a pill for that. So we're on all of these pills, but, <laughs> but all of it's just suppressing your body's natural ability to say, hey, listen to me, help me do something differently. Stop masking symptoms, guys. Why don't we get down to the root cause? And that's, that is what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. We get down to the root cause. You know, people who are, I've, I have a chronic infection. Why? Why? There's something going on with your immune system then. You know, it's just, you look at at these, um, you know, here's another, here's another really great example about um, symptoms in your body trying to get your underlying attention. Asthma in pediatric patients, adolescents, more specifically females, do you know how they oftentimes find thoracic scoliosis, so middle back scoliosis in uh, adolescent females? And it's because they have a hard time breathing. So they'll go into their primary care physician. And often their primary care physician, their medical doctor will say, you know, why don't we just do a quick check chest x-ray to make sure it's not something like walking pneumonia that we're missing let's look at the lung field and what you can see when you x-ray the lungs is you can see the shadow of um you can see the the thoracic spine and oftentimes they'll say oh my goodness well look you have a scoliosis in your thoracic spine so in your middle back those nerves are the ones that go up to the lungs let me say that again. The nerves in the middle back, right between your shoulder blades, are the ones that go up to your lungs. If you have a scoliosis, those nerves are being pinched. If you're pinching the nerve that goes out to serve the purpose of opening up airways and breathing, do you think you might have a problem with that? Hmm. On the flip side of things, they've done multiple research studies that look at vital lung capacity lung volume, if you will, and they've done it through spirometry. If you've ever done that, you've got to blow, blow, blow as hard as you can, and it lets you kind of measure your lung volume externally. And what they found is that individuals, not just with scoliosis, but individuals under regular consistent chiropractic care actually saw an improvement in their vital lung capacity, saw an increase in their lung volume following chiropractic care. Okay, so let's think. If you have a symptom, you and this is not in all cases, right? So use this at discretion. But so when you look, if you compress a nerve that goes out to the organ, right? Is it going to function better or worse? You're cutting off nerve supply. You're compressing that nerve that goes out to tell it to open up. Well, if you start to open up that nerve space and you allow for function and communication to those lungs, do you think that they can function better, right? Treating more uh, causation. It's just looking, it's looking at the human body differently. It's looking at the human body differently. We want to get to causation. So, today, constipation, <laughs> causation. But before that, we've got some news.
0: Dr. Leanne's Health News.
1: Some studies suggest that too much
0: sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe... Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
1: So, for today's health in the news, say goodbye to NAC supplements. Guys, if you, if this hasn't hit mainstream media, it's happened more recently, and it is something that makes me so incredibly sad. Say goodbye to NAC supplements. So, NAC is N acetylcysteine. Uh, it's harder to say. N acetylcysteine. So, NAC is an amino acid that is useful to make glutathione in your body, right? Glutathione is your body's natural antioxidant. They call it the fountain of youth. Um, Glutathione is a powerful, potent antioxidant. So NAC is commonly known to help support lung concerns, uh, things like phlegm, mucus, airways. So the benefits of NAC, right? So let's talk about and acetylcysteine. So it is used to make more of the antioxidant glutathione, which is important for cleaning up your cells. It makes better use of your filtration abilities, helps you to clean up poison toxins that you inhale and ingest. Um, it makes men and women break down their hormones in a non-cancerous direction, so it helps change some of the metabolic pathways, helps break up mucus, thin secretions in case um, you have issues with your lungs. It's helpful with people who live chronically with congestion. And NAC, more importantly, is known for its ability to support healthy DNA. So cysteine is a natural compound, and NAC is a dietary supplement, right? N-acetylcysteine. Most of the times you can find it in the health food stores, But you won't for long. So there is currently a disagreement between the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, and dietary supplement industries over how legal it is for dietary supplements to put this amino acid, right? NAC is just an amino acid, into their supplements. NAC can also be available by prescription, but what it's doing, the FDA is forcing Amazon, and other selling platforms to take sides on the issue. So, again, NAC has many health benefits. So, as a prescription drug, it's sold as mucomist, which is acetylcysteine, is used for an antidote for acetaminophen poisoning when overdosed. You can also, um, so I looked up mucomist um and so mucomist is uh what they're using to help break up mucus in the lungs It's a, a mist but now it's a prescription right so now it's sold as a prescription drug so you have this drug mucomist so the FDA is like well you know if you have this and it's a an, now it's an amino acid guys like, this is an amino acid. So what that means is uh, proteins break down into amino acids, right? Again, protein. So you can actually find um, cysteine, which is the the most natural form, in most high-protein foods, chicken, turkey, yogurt, cheese, eggs, sunflower seeds, legumes. And acetylcysteine is the supplement form of cysteine, right? So this is like a natural thing that the FDA says, hey, we're going to take this amino acid. We're going to use it now as muco mist. We're going to have it as the drug. And they're like, well, why would anyone go and get a drug if you could just do it more naturally as a supplement? Why are you going to pay the big bucks? So the problem is, is not even just with lungs, is that NAC is such a powerful antioxidant. Um, because it's it it helps with the liver to make glutathione, which is important for our immune system. That's why it is one of the best. NAC is one of the best things to help create natural glutathione. Um, but now, now uh, the FDA wants NAC removed from over-the-counter markets, um, including like Amazon. Right. So if you're like, oh, yeah, NAC is so great. I get it on Amazon. Like say you don't have an awesome chiropractor or a natural um, like a natural pathic doctor that you can get it from. They're saying um, the FDA is saying you can't do this anymore. So the FDA is literally saying Amazon, you've got to pull it. Um, Whole Foods, they're talking about grocery stores. Any sort of supplement that contains NAC in their blends, they're telling them the supplements sold or they'll have to be removed. It's so I just, it's one of those things that blows my mind that you have the Food and Drug Administration saying, hey, there is this really, really great amino acid that you can get in from your food. But you know, sometimes we can't get enough from our food. So we supplement, right? We supplement to be able to help lung issues and the need for glutathione and antioxidant and healthy DNAs. And the FDA says, nope, no, I'm absolutely not. I mean, we have mucomex. You could try to get that from your doctor. But, you know, if your doctor doesn't know about it, doesn't want to prescribe it, you know, but you definitely can't, can't get it over the counter anymore. I'm just like, where, <laughs> where's your heart, FDA? Where's your thought process? And the sad part is, is my opinion is that it, it has to do with pocketbooks, right? Why get people well? Why allow people to get well on their own? It just blows, it blows my mind blows my mind so if you are someone who takes nac loves the benefits of nac know that unfortunately the livelihood of it now is gone thank you fda taking away our abilities to treat things from more a whole perspective so now when we come back if your bowels are bound you'll want to return
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Doctor Leanne. We're online with life changing results and success stories at Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Doctor Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Doctor Leanne.
1: Ooh, Ooh, Welcome back. Today we're talking poop. <laughs> constipation. I feel like a little kid when I giggle, but you know, as a grown adult, uh, you know, if you would have told me when I was fourteen that I'd be talking about constipation on the radio to tens of thousands of people, I would have called you a liar. But that's what today's about. You're listening to maximize your life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always schedule an appointment online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. It is not uncommon that individuals experience constipation. At some point in our life, I would feel like, I would say close to every individual likely will experience a bout of constipation. But it's figuring out why, right? This is it's so frustrating to me to kind of look back and see the answers that people are given to constipation that are not are not true solutions. They're band-aids. And so when you talk about um, kind of what the, so the most common, so this is the most common that I see. And I guess I have experienced a lot of this with patients in or around the clinic family members recently that has really brought this forefront of mind to realize, you know, we haven't talked about constipation, but, but then more if you have it then what to do. So what was interesting is I said, let's look at what Mayo Clinic has to say. I always like to see how much i agree or disagree with mayo clinic so chronic constipation is infrequent bowel movements or difficult passage of stool that persists for weeks several weeks or longer constipation is generally described as having fewer than three bowel movements a week which i mean that's every other day that you're having a bowel movement They said, although occasional constipation is very common, some people experience chronic constipation that can interfere with their ability to go about their daily task. So they said symptoms. Symptoms of constipation, chronic constipation, passing fewer than three stools a week, having lumpy or hard stool, straining to have a bowel movement. Feeling as though there's a blockage in your rectum that prevents bowel movements. Feeling as though you can't completely empty your stool from your rectum. uh, Needing help to empty your rectum, uh, such as using hands to pressure on your abdomen or using a finger to remove stool from your rectum. Oh my gosh. My little brother, when we were a kid, uh, we called him monkey man. Scaled, we we used to have to keep bananas on the top of the fridge and he ate a whole bunch of bananas, like seven of them. And was constipated, and I remember my dad had to help his – remove his stool. I'm sure he's going to appreciate that. I'm glad he doesn't listen to my stories on the radio. Uh, Family stories. Anyways, so let's talk about causes. Now, this is what I thought was interesting when they talk about causes. So they talk about how a cause of chronic constipation constipation can be blockages in the colon or the rectum. So – Colon cancer, uh, rectal cancer, rectal bulges, um, tears, like anal fissures, uh, abdominal cancers, bowel constriction, airing of the colon, right? So those are like really, really scary ones. It's not, I wouldn't say that's probably the primary source, but it could be a source of chronic constipation. The other ones too that I thought were very interesting Um, they talk about problem with nerves that go out to the colon and the rectum. So neurological problems that can cause those nerves uh, that go to the muscle. So damage to the nerves that control bodily functions, your autonomic, they say autonomic neuropathy, autonomic nervous system, right? Your ANS. We talk about this all the time. I talked earlier about how the nerves that go out to your lungs, right? That's part of your autonomic nervous system. The nerves that got to your heart, the nerves that got to your thyroid, the nerves that got to your digestion. Those are all part of your autonomic nervous system. And I was like, oh, nice. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit and why chiropractic is so effective. No, I'm not the poop doctor, but moms like to call me that because we help their kiddos get some bowel movements, right? Uh, difficulty with muscles involved with elimination. So again, your pelvic muscles don't coordinate or contract correctly. weak pelvic muscles. All of those have nerve innervations, by the way, um, conditions that affect hormones diabetes, hyperparathyroidism, pregnancy, hypothyroidism. I've been pregnant three times and it, it is common, but if you treat it more naturally, it doesn't have to be a problem, All right? So you say, hey, I can't poop. I'm constipated. So you go to Dr. Google or your medical doctor and they say, what do I do? Well, the most common thing that I see in adolescents and adults are Miralax, and fiber pills also known as like metamucil psyllium husk it's kind of the the average course of care but let's talk about the dangers of miralax if you haven't if you don't know um so back in december of 2011 it's almost 10 years ago the fda placed miralax on an adverse event reporting system in connection to neuropsychiatric events think about that. is that good for your 3-year-old is that good for your 4-year-old did your medical doctor tell you about that before they suggested that for your kid who couldn't poop or for you who can't poop that it was placed on the adverse event reporting system in connection to neuropsychiatric events reason being because of their the active ingredient is polyethylene glycol polyethylene glycol neuro psychiatric events so um, polyethylene glycol is made by stringing together molecules of ethylene glycol into a large polymer chain it's just basically how it's made ethylene glycol is chemically broken down into the body into toxic compounds It's and its toxic byproduct first affect the central nervous system, then the heart, and finally the kidneys. Ingestion of sufficient amounts, as little as 30 milliliters can be fatal. (laughs) So the term neuropsychiatric events... And the FDA's safety alert refers to neurological disorders of the central and peripheral nervous system, such as autism, dementia, depression, schizophrenia, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's disease. Polyethylene glycol, um, also, they also shorten it as PEGs, if you ever see PEGs. So, these conditions from PEGs direct through cellular damage and direct through malnutrition of essential micronutrients causes neurotoxicity. (laughs) So, let's talk about what PEGs do. So, in addition to neurotoxicity, there are uh, several complications that come with polyethylene glycol containing laxatives, PEGs. One is nephrotoxicity. Uh, also known as kidney damage. Um, esophageal perforations. So also known as Mallory Weiss tears, esophageal perforations are associated with polyethylene glycol. Um, and this has gone back and reported as far back as 1991. Um, what's interesting Right, as they go on to talk about how a single recommended dose of Miralax contains 17 grams of pharmaceutical-grade PEG powder. So, when they say, "Hey, this this can be (laughs) fatal uh, in as little as 30 milliliters," you know, when you're talking about how much per gram is, I'm I'm not exactly sure, but um, and then despite uh despite its well-established risks, muralex has never been safety tested in pregnant women or children. So safety and effectiveness of PEG in pediatric patients has not been established. Animal reproductive studies has not been performed with PEG. It is not known whether polyethylene glycol 3350-NF can cause fetal harm when administered to a pregnant woman and can affect reproductive capacity. Why are we still suggesting this? And here's the other thing, too, is that if you look at the FDA, um, and again, this goes back as far as 1999, they only um, authorize, they only recommend usage for adults no longer than seven days look it up if you have it at home look on the bottle it says use no more than seven days so when you say oh goodness right i've been using that for years it literally says use no more than seven days so we say it's totally safe has it been studied for that long or do we just think because we haven't necessarily known of or connected these adverse events of long-term use it's somehow okay Why? Well, it says on the bottle only use for seven. No, it's totally fine. Why? Why is it totally fine? It just blows my mind. It's just what we do. It's just, it's the miracle laxative. It's a miracle laxative that promises that you'll forget about constipation and everything else, right? That's our tagline. Miracle laxative. Is it really miraculous or does it just help you move stool? And when you look at polyethylene glycol, which is the main ingredient, um, polyethylene glycol is derived from petroleum, right? So right off the bat, it should be obvious that that's not naturally occurring products. And if you didn't know, ethylene glycol is the primary ingredient in antifreeze. Do you ever watch murder shows? Do you know how the crazy women kill their husband? They sneak antifreeze <laughs> in their Gatorade because it's sweet, but like a lower dosage just for you to poop, no big deal, <laughs> totally not a big deal. why, why is this okay? Why have we normalized this in our society? Oh because everybody's constipated right, and we don't we don't want to talk to them about their their choices in food. We don't want to talk to them about, you know, the nerves that got to the muscle. We don't understand that as much. We don't want to talk to them about their hydration levels. That would be too complicated. You know, it's super easy. Here's an over the counter. Take it for the rest of your life, give or take whenever you can't poop, whenever you're constipated. Not a big deal. Give it to your kids. Totally safe. Ugh. You know, and then I had a loved one more recently, who uh, ended up in the hospital thought he was having a heart attack you know what they said oh it's just from the high amounts of fiber pills that you're taking why are you taking fiber pills well because i can't poop say oh just take some fiber pills right because fiber moves the bowels but like why why would we why wouldn't we talk about getting like more naturally occurring fiber Oh, here's another little thing about PEGs I forgot to mention. Um, Besides just the fact that it is um, the main ingredient in antifreeze, uh, they also have huge genotoxicity. So it literally changes. It's carcinogenic contaminants. (laughs) Known carcinogens. Harmful ingredients. Incredibly harmful. So as an adult, just take fiber pills. What about changing your instead? What about we change your nutrition value to increase high fiber foods? Because literally all it is when I look at like psyllium husk, it's when you're looking at like a uh, metamucil. They say, oh, it's high in fiber, helps maintain regular digestive health. You know what also does that? Dietary fiber. <laughs> Why? Why can't we just do that? No one wants to talk to you about making nutrition changes. Do that because it's hard. You know, it's easy. Fiber pills. So there are some natural ways to be able to get your bowels moving. And we'll talk about what those things are next.
0: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or schedule an appointment online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Today we're talking about constipation. Uh, As I tell my four-year-old, everybody poops. Sometimes people poop less than others, and that is common, not normal. It is a food-in, food-out system. You should be having um, more than one bowel movement a day. Now, can you have too many bowel movements a day? Absolutely. That's called diarrhea, right? <laughs> like, But that's not today's show. Today's show is constipation, not going enough, and there are reasons. And so the problem is, is that your constipation is not a mat, a lack, right? Your constipation is not a lack of miralax, polyethylene glycol. Your constipation isn't a lack of psyllium husk. So then, what? What is it? And so, one of the first things, the first things that I ever ask individuals if they say that they can't have a bowel movement is, are you hydrated enough? Which, by the way, everyone, 100%, mm, 99, about 1% of you are honest, 99% of you will all say, yeah, and one of 1% of one percent will be like, mm, probably not, 90, yeah, of course. So let's talk real quick. So when you eat food, right, it goes down your esophagus into your stomach, All that stomach acid breaks it up and it runs through your small intestines, right? Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that's where it absorbs all of the nutrients. That's why that's so long. There's so much uh, surface area for your body to absorb all of those nutrients through your small intestines. And then it gets to your, uh, what? You have your um, ascending, transverse, it goes across, descending, and then down out to your... um, Rectum, and you have a ball movement, right? The purpose of your large intestine is to reabsorb water or reabsorb um, fluid back into your body, right? So think about you having the stomach and your small intestine, this sludgy, sludgy. It's like moving through, and then it gets to the, the large intestines. The large intestine says, All right, here's your job reabsorb that fluid. But you know what you had today? A coffee or a bang or a soda right? That's what you had to drink today. And you had, you had maybe two, two bottles of water. You've maybe had 30 ounces. But you're a 150-pound woman. You're a 200-pound man. Um, that's, not, that's not a third of what you really should be getting. So then all of a sudden, it's trying to suck all of this water out. But it's like, I don't have anything. And this is what creates hard stool, right? Because it's trying to suck moisture out of something that you didn't give it enough moisture to begin with. So first, and the first thing I will tell you is make sure, you know, you take whatever you weigh, cut it in half. That is the minimum, minimum amount of what you should be drinking. Water, right? That's not that's not 100 ounces of coffee. It's not 100 ounces of carbonated beverage. That is 100 ounces of water, water, Right? Cause oftentimes those caffeinated drinks are diuretics, so it pushes fluid out from the kidneys into your urine. And so that doesn't that doesn't do anything for you. Water. Are you hydrated enough? And this goes for little kids too, right? Like, oh my kids constipated. Well, are they drinking enough water? Not juice boxes, not milk, not Kool-Aid juice, whatever it is, right? Like water. Kids need water too you know so make sure your kiddos drinking enough water the other thing too right the very obvious is when we say gosh fiber moves bowels they, it sure does you know where you should get it from real food because not only from real real live food right not drive through hamburgers and french fries We're talking about real food that's alive. And oftentimes, a lot of those food will have prebiotics. So it'll actually help with the digestion process even more. The problem that we really see with constipation more than anything is that, one, it can obstruct bowels. But two, people who are more chronically constipated have a higher risk of um, intestinal, rectal, and colon cancers right? Because this is all the toxins our body's trying to get out. And what happens is the longer that it sits against that intestinal wall, it changes the tissues that lead to precancerous and then cancer cells. And so we want to be able to move bowels because one, we don't want to get it backed up. But two, the longer that that fecal matter sits in there, the more increased chance you have to change the chemistry of those cells that leads to Intestinal colon and rectal cancers, right? So that's that's one of the other real reasons why this is so necessary. But eat eat real food, right? If you want to get fiber in your diet, eat real food. This is one where we say, you know what moves bowels? Fiber. You know what we should do? Put it in a pill so people can still eat crap and think that we take a fiber pill and it's going to solve everything. And that's, it's just not true. You have to put in more work for your health. And eating vegetables really shouldn't be that much work. It's unfortunate. Now, the other thing, too, that people don't realize is that when we talk about chiropractic, so we don't treat constipation in the office, right? We don't treat asthma. We don't treat high blood pressure. We don't treat these things in the office. We look at spine and nervous system, though that being said, the average person doesn't understand how your autonomic nervous system works. So, right, we as doctors of chiropractic addressed neuromusculoskeletal issues, though that being said, so the nerves in your sacrum, Your sacral spinal cord go out. So your um, inferior anal rectal nerve is what serves for you to um, constrict your anus, right? That's why you're not just pooping yourself all the time. You have a sphincter um, and that sphincter muscle has to have a nerve innervation. You have your uh, pudendal nerve, which again goes out to the rectum your levator ani muscle. All of these are muscles. There are different plexuses, um, your superior rectal artery and nerves. All of these come from the nervous system, right? They all come from the nervous system. Though that being said, we have skeletal muscle and we have smooth muscle. Skeletal muscle is like bicep, tricep, right? For example, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning has three surgical fusions to the base of his neck. Before he retired, he wrote dozens of articles talking about how he suffered with tricep atrophy, right? Tricep atrophy, weak atrophied muscles in the back of his arm. Well, do you think it's just because he was lazy when he was in the NFL winning Super Bowls every other weekend? No, the problem is he had damage on the nerve root that went up to the muscle. Now, the nerves in your lower back, more specifically your sacrum. So your sacrum's kind of that, if you put your hands on your hips and you kind of move them inward, you can feel that like a ridge. Your sacrum is your triangle bone that you sit on. Your sacrum, uh, your coccyx kind of like butt bone, but right above it. So your sacrum is this triangle bone. Now, where do those nerves go? Those nerves travel down to the hips, knees, tips of the toes. So your um lumbar, lower lumbar, and your upper sacrum nerves go to form your sciatic nerve. So those are the ones that run down to the hips, knees, down to the tips of the toes. That is where oftentimes you might feel some paresthesia or radiculopathy. The nerves in the lower back run down the leg. So, for example, like your pinky toe. You might say, gosh, my pinky toe seems numb. That would be a sacrum related issue. Or, um, you know, the back of the thigh, right? So the back of the thigh that's like – down through your calf, that's S1 and L or S1 and S2. So your first and second sacral nerves. More the lower that you get, that's where you experience it more around your um, buttocks and your anus. So if you say, "Gosh, I've got some paresthesia or some numbness, um, kind of around my anus," that would be a sacral related nerve issue. But those nerves are also ones that go out to the bowels. Interestingly enough, I actually found an article that talked about. Um, sacral nerve stimulation on autonomic nervous function. So it's very interesting. They're talking about, um, so they talk about sacral nerve stimulation has been successful to treat mobility disorders of the bladder and the bowel. So the study examined the effect of stimulation on rectal blood flow on autonomic nervous system. So basically what they found is that stimulation of your, um, and this is like where they go in and put like a stimulator in, right? So their, their thought process is good. They say, oh my goodness, if you have compression on these nerves, your bowel and bladder aren't going to function properly. So we are going to go in and we're going to do surgery. And what we're going to do is we're going to put this stimulator on and we're going to stimulate that sacral nerve to try to make your bladder and bowel function better, And they said, oh my goodness, it did. Except for no one's addressing the damage on the nerve to begin with, right? If you have a curvature, if you have degeneration, if you have previous damage, it's compressing those nerves, you might experience something like sciatic pain or paresthesia in your legs or numbness and tingling or... And they say, gosh, so instead of addressing, it's like, this is the example I always give with nerve stimulators. It's like if you pinch off a hose and someone comes by your hose and says, oh, my goodness, the water's not coming out. I'm going to come up with this invention that we put on the end of the hose to pull water out more. And you're like, unpinch the hose, unpinch the hose. That's what chiropractic is. Unpinch the hose. Take the pressure off of the nerves, so we're not treating bowel-related issues. We're not treating constipation. We're not treating bladder. But when you take the pressure off the nerves in the sacral spine, guess what happens to the function of the bowel in the bladder? Unpinch the hose it's just like this this foreign concept is like why why is it that I can get adjusted and and I, I don't have constipation anymore I have the best bowel movements I ever have in my life right people don't want to talk about that a lot but it's one of my favorite things when people come in and say Dr. Leanne I've been pooping great because guess what you know when you don't poop what the effect it has and you know when you have a great bowel movement the effect that it has those nerves start well there are multiple segments but there are tons of nerves that not only in your thoracic spine go to the small intestines but again this is where you have those sacral nerves people say oh gosh my lower back aches what does that have to do with the fact that i can't poop everything it has everything to do with that why has no one addressed the causation of the problem so you're that person who is you know i know my child has enough water and i know they're eating great i'm drinking enough water i'm eating great why am i not having these proper bowel movements well those are smooth muscle. And just like you have skeletal muscles, smooth muscle is what moves food through the intestines. It's called peristalsis. That peristalsis is where smooth muscle moves food through your intestines. Well, if you're compressing a nerve that goes out to that smooth muscle, is it functioning properly? No, it's not. This is where it comes in, right? And so when you think, gosh, why would I ever go to a chiropractor because I'm not having sufficient bowel movements, right? Like again, we don't treat the bowel movements. We address to see is there damage to the nervous system? Those sacral nerves. Right? Getting back to causation. Constipation, I said in the very beginning, is a symptom. What is the cause? And that's what we have to get back to. What is what is the cause of your symptoms? And that's inevitably what our goal always is at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. But you have to come in. We have to be able to see you, right? 317 3 That's three one seven eight nine three two eight five three. Or you just hop on our website. Super simple, easy. You don't even have to pick up um, to dial the phone. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just twenty five dollars. Come in, see what's going on. If it's something that we can help you with, but the first step is you got to come in. So. Again, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Hopefully you learned something good. If you don't, you can share it with a constipated friend. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.